Good to see everybody. I'm glad we're uh, together today. Glad we're worshiping. Glad we uh, are knowing and understanding God's uh, good presence for our lives. As you uh, know, these weeks of the summer, we've been talking about leadership. We have uh, been digging in in the Old Testament book of Nehemiah. We've noticed what a great leader Nehemiah was. We've learned from Nehemiah certain lessons in leadership. We, uh, we continue today uh, learning uh, yet another one of those lessons in leadership, uh, dealing with opposition. And we'll see that against the backdrop of Nehemiah and his uh, ministry, Nehemiah and his uh, leadership in the rebuilding of the walls around the city of Jerusalem. I'm not much of a sailor, but I knew, do know that anybody can sail when the wind is, is to your back. A strong uh, tailwind makes for smooth sailing. It's when the wind dies down, and even worse, when there is a strong headwind that the sailing really does get, get tough. Only those with the know-how and the, the, the degree of savvy to be able to navigate those winds is able to sail. Opposing winds for our own lives are apt to blow at, at any time. In fact, every one of us could stand and bear witness to the fact of opposing winds that are blowing in, in our lives. We, we know all too well from experience that those winds do in fact blow. Meeting out the, the headwinds of adversity isn't always easy. Facing opposition is even worse. It's, it's hard to make headway in life and when you're constantly facing opposition. Knowing how to navigate those waters is critical. That's particularly true for those in, in leadership. This is not a particularly easy time to lead. The times in, in which we live are, are really quite divisive. We see that playing out politically, socially, and even within the church. The opinions are, are many, and they are strongly put. That's all the more reason for each and every one of us to be grounded in God and His will for our lives. One thing about building programs is that they have a way of uh, bringing out the naysayers. I remember a, a building program we had at Settle Memorial in Owensboro, aside from some basic renovation that was long overdue, we embarked on building a, a brand new family life center. For the most part, everybody in the congregation was excited, although there were a few naysayers. Interestingly, we had a few of those naysayers when we built this room some 25 years ago. And look at how this room has served the church and the community in so many ways down through the years. Those opposed to the, to the project in Owensboro were a small minority who were quick to, to voice a, a contrary opinion. They, they even worked to get others to come around to their way of thinking. We stayed the course and we moved forward. The building was built, and in fact, it was paid off in, in very short order. It it's, has served the community there in Owensboro in, in a big way ever since. 
I guess opposition just comes with a territory when you, when you get into a building project. That was uh, clearly the case uh, when it came to the rebuilding of the walls around the city of Jerusalem under the leadership of Nehemiah. We've been talking about Nehemiah and his leadership these past four weeks, and we'll continue to, to do so through, through the balance of the summer. We've learned about the importance of, of seeing the need, of staying close to God, of being willing to ask, and casting a vision. All of these are important lessons in leadership. Today we talk about dealing with opposition. Nehemiah dealt with more than his share. You can read about that opposition in Nehemiah 2 and then just a bit later in Nehemiah 4. We'll be looking at selected passages. But, but for right now, let's, uh, let's read from Nehemiah 2, verses 19 and 20. Let's hear this from God's Word. But when Sanballat the Horonite, Tobiah the Ammonite, and Geshem the, the Arab heard about it, they mocked and ridiculed us. What is this you're doing? They, they asked. Are you rebelling against the king? I answered them by saying that the God of heaven will give us success. We, his, his servants, will start rebuilding. But as for you, you have no share in Jerusalem or any claim or historic right to it. And so there begins the opposition. And Nehemiah's uh, initial response to that opposition. The primary opposition that Nehemiah encountered in rebuilding the walls around Jerusalem came from some guys by the name of Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem. They were quick to express their displeasure with what was going on. Sanballat was uh, governor of, Seer, of Samaria. Tobiah was an official from Ammon and and Geshem was from Arabia. At first, they, they simply waged a, a war of words. But things began to escalate from there. They, they mocked the efforts of those who re, were rebuilding the, the walls there around that great city. They, they ridiculed what was, was going on. They thought that if they kicked up enough dust, the Jews would lose heart and they would not see the project through. Besides, if they, if they built the walls or, or around the city, then it would offer protection for the city and would, would make it tougher for, for these fellows who represented varied entities in the region to, to attack and to, to gain control. Despite the, the verbal barbs, barbs the, the war continued. The people kept at it. They, they kept their gaze on the task at hand. And needless to say, Nehemiah helped them to keep their gaze in the, in the right place. When it came to their, their vision, they turned neither to the left nor to the right. They just stayed at rebuilding those walls. They went on about their work, all the while keeping their gaze on God. They sought his strength and protection at every turn. Amid everything they faced, Nehemiah was unrelenting in calling the people of Jerusalem to put their faith 
in God. The God of heaven will give us success. He, he writes in, in Nehemiah 2.20, faith in God has a way of raising our sights, putting those sights on God, and keeping us on the end result. In Nehemiah 4.14, he says, do not be afraid. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. Remembering that God is great has a way of building our strength and giving us courage no matter what we may be facing. There is a lesson in leadership here. In staying the course, it is always good to put your faith in God, particularly when times get tough and, and criticism comes your way. You've heard it said, when, when times get tough, the tough get going. Maybe we could turn that just a bit and, and say when times get tough, those who keep themselves stayed on God are given a toughness and a resolve that will carry them through like nothing else can. Amid the, the threats and challenges of life, and let's all admit it that there are threats and challenges that, that come upon our lives all the time. All of us in the mix of those would do well to keep our focus and faith upon God. We shouldn't be surprised when opposition comes, particularly when we seek to do what we consider what God wants us to do in the first place. The criticisms that are sometimes levied can be so, so hurtful that, that turning to God is the only solace for what ails us. Life has a way of piling up, doesn't it? Just like the, the rubble that was piled up all through and around Jerusalem, we figure in the mix of that rubble that we will never, ever be able to overcome. Keeping our gaze upon God will strengthen us, though, to deal with those things, that rubble, uh, one, uh, one day at a time, one stone at a time. Nehemiah 4.10 reports that the workers were beginning to wear out. And none of us can be surprised by that. The, the walls had, had reached about half their height, and the prospect of continuing really began to overwhelm them. There's so much rubble that we just can't finish, they said. To have naysayers on top of that, breathing down their necks didn't help matters much. Those naysayers even threatened to kill them. I can't blame the workers for, for running out of gas. Nehemiah in, encouraged them to, to stay at it. He instructed the workers to keep uh, one hand on, on their load and the other hand on their sword. And in that mix, they, they continued to persevere. You see, Nehemiah wanted them to stand ready. And that same call resounds for us today. Nehemiah called upon them to stand strong. And that same call continues for us today. To be of good resolve and to stand strong. You see, when it comes right down to it, when it comes to our everyday lives, we, we find ourselves in a spiritual battle. Paul writes in Ephesians 
6, 10 through 12. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may stand against the, the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the, the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Let's face it. We are indeed in a struggle and, and need to be well prepared to meet it. And Paul continues to write and gives us some pointers as to how to, to arm ourselves, how to, how to find ourselves strong in, in the mix of that battle. He writes in, in Ephesians 6, 13 through 17, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand, withstand on that evil day and have, having done everything to stand firm. Stand therefore and fasten the belt of truth around your waist and put on the breastplate of, of righteousness as, and as shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all these, take up the shield of faith with which you will be able to, to quench the flaming arrows of the evil one. Put on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit which is the word of God. Amid the things that challenge us, we do well to put on that same armor, the, the belt of truth, the, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the, the, the shoes of the, of the gospel of peace, to hold the, the, the shield of faith, the sword of the Spirit, by girding ourselves with God's truth, shielding ourselves with his righteousness and striking out with a firm assurance in the, in the gospel of Christ, we will indeed be able to persevere with faith as our shield, salvation as our protection, and the Holy Spirit as our defense. We will be able to stand strong against the the, the Sanballats and the Tobias of our, of, our, of our own lives, only as we find ourselves armed with the things of God will we be able to, to withstand the, the threats that, that come our way. With God as our focus, the naysayers of our lives won't have nearly the same impact as they otherwise would have had. After all, God is our strength and refuge, a very present help in the time of trouble. So what are the, the threats in, in your life that have a way of, 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 of sapping life out of you? Maybe it's some concerns at work. Maybe there's a, a family member or family circumstance Maybe there's a friend that acts a, a lot less like a friend and more like an adversary. Whatever the threat, resting solidly in God's power to protect and see you through will go a long way toward helping you overcome.
Let's face it. Sometimes uh, opposition turns into conflict. And you may find yourself in, in one of those conflicts right now. There are all sorts of ways to, to deal with conflict. We can ignore it. We, we can lash out against it. Or we can deal with it responsibly. Jesus didn't shy away from opposition. Neither should we. I have that tendency. Just like Ashley a few minutes ago, I, I've got to, to admit that I, I too don't like conflict, but being in leadership sometimes puts you right in the, in the middle of it. When conflict comes, I, I try to do these things. I try to listen very carefully. I try to respond patiently. I try to communicate clearly. I always try to forgive unflinchingly. And above all things, I try to love deeply. It's not always easy doing these things, but I try to do that with God's help. I love the story told of uh, two brothers who stood in opposition to one another. They, they farmed two adjoining pieces of property. Their, their conflict started with some simple, ill-placed words and eventually blossomed into them not only not speaking to one another, they, they didn't have anything to do with one another. One, one brother went so far as to dig a, a trench between the two properties, which soon filled with, with water. The other was so upset that he decided that he would build one of those eight-foot stockade fences between the properties. That brother enlisted the services of a, of a carpenter who said, okay, I'll take care of it. The brother left for town, and when he came back, he found that the carpenter had built a bridge over that water rather than building a, a stockade fence along the property line. Eventually, the two brothers met on that bridge, and they worked things out. How interesting. Instead of building a wall in the mix of conflict, building a bridge. We have talked a lot about Nehemiah being a great leader. In the mix of it, we have uh, we, we talked the past four weeks that the one thing that set Nehemiah apart was his willingness to follow God's leadership and to be strengthened by the same. If, if we're to be the, the leaders that God wants us to be, we do well to follow God's leadership, particularly when opposition comes and conflict may arise. When we follow God's leadership, no matter what is thrown, thrown at us, the opposition or the conflict, we will be able to make it through. We will be able to overcome. Learning this lesson is most important of all. When it comes to Christian leadership, it all comes down to letting God lead. 
So I ask you this question. How is God leading you? Let's pray together. And God, thank you for, uh, for your call upon our lives. Thank you for the, the call to, to lead as you lead us. We pray, Lord, that you keep us strong in, in the, the mix of, uh, of that leadership. We pray that we know of you fully, that we are blessed by your presence. We pray, Lord, that when uh, opposition may come, whether it be in family, community, at work, wherever we may find ourselves, Lord, we pray that our gaze is uh, set upon you, that we would be uh, fully armored with, uh, with the, the, the ar full armor that you call upon us to, to wear, to adorn in this life. Lord, we pray that uh, we always respond as you would have us to respond in the mix of opposition and the conflicts that do come. May we stand as a people who shine with your light and your love to those who are around us. Lord, you are great and greatly to be praised. We thank you for your deep and abiding blessings. Raise us up, Lord. Raise us up to be the servant leaders that you would have us to be. This prayer we make in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, trusting in the power of that name for today's world. Amen.